Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Doing well, Kevin. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Zach's also here. How you doing, Zach? I'm surprisingly here every it, week. It is nice to have you <laughs> back, Zach. It is. Yeah, it's nice. Know, it's nice to be back. I love this podcast. I'm used to having you back now. It was weird that first episode yep. after you being gone for a couple of months, but now feels normal again. Next week I'll be good. gone. You'll God, see me again. please don't. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do that. You'll be playing Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll just go radio silent. Yep. He's exactly. doing that. I'll come back, and the only thing I will have played is Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat The Last of Us Part Two. Yes, oh my dude. God. I'm, I'm the last link of the three to, to, to finish it up. So uh, look forward to a spoiler cast on yep. Monday. A couple days I'll be after doing a lot of talking about it up, today. Uh, to go all in depth on uh, The Last of Us Part Two. I won't say any more really beyond I really liked it. Uh, it was a really good time. And I'm looking forward to doing a spoiler cast on it on Monday, but I don't uh, want to say any more. Game of the year so far? <sighs> no, that's SpongeBob. <laughs> Selfishly, I'd say it's SpongeBob, <laughs> but uh, probably at yeah. this point would be game of the year for me. It's a better okay. game than SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Arguably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, debatably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to say one uh, more yeah, thing but... about The Last of Us, though. God, if you see any of these comments people are sending towards towards voice actors and the creators of this game, just stop it, please. It's ridiculous. Yep. Like, if you don't like a game, just don't play it. Play something Lots else. Of... There's millions of games. Yeah, yeah it's I, it's I, disgusting. I saw, yeah, Laura Bailey and Neil Druckmann were getting a big brunt of it, and they're, like, two of my favorite people. So definitely <laughs> no harassment, only love. Come on, people, what are you doing? No one deserves the type of stuff that they're getting sent. And looking at some of the news stories after the game, after I finished the game, because I knew there was going to be some form of spoilers there. And there are. So if you haven't finished the game, just ignore all that stuff. But it's all pointless nonsense yeah. that they're Seriously. arguing to. It's it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so dumb. Mm -hmm. Stop. Please stop. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. I had to plow through it. It took me 30 hours. <laughs> Way yeah. over. Guys, I'm... Way more into just slowly crawling around and grabbing stuff and looking at all the notes, I guess. I don't know. Did you I play was... on normal? Yeah, I played on normal. So we've we've all played different difficulties, essentially. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I just needed to plow through and, and see the whole story. That was my priority. If I when I play it again, I'm gonna take my time more. But I I needed to know what happened, and then I started work a couple days after it came out. So that's why I plowed through it so fast. But I'll definitely take that, my time. Well. Uh, Zach, yeah. did you decide on if you're doing doing the platinum on it yet? Yeah, I, I started it. I was I, you know, the collectibles is the big, big thing to get the platinum, and I I got like th three hours into it, and I realized I already missed a card somewhere, so I had <laughs> to go back. I was like, oh, this is such a pain, but I think you, I'm gonna. You do gotta it. be you you gotta spend it's equal so time meticulous. staring at the screen and yeah. staring at your guide it's, on that sort of stuff it's not a one playthrough kind of thing i think i've got to divide it up into two playthroughs unless i go insane i think it'll be a lot easier to manage if i handle like three of the sets of collectibles and then like the other set of collectibles like sort of manage it out like that um it is definitely possible and i think i want to do it over a long period of time but my new i am and i'm playing on new game plus so it's a little easier because i have stuff. Yeah. all the stuff and I'm playing it on. Uh, oh, you're just playing on easy, right? Yeah, I'm playing it on light. So I went from hard to light, and it's it's a treat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Is there just one zombie that's there? And he's like, all right, you're dead. <laughs> he all just right. keeps following no, me. The enemy really numbers me. are the same. It's yeah. just, do they see you? How how hard do they hit you? And and, and how much your allies help? That's yeah. the kind of they, stuff that changes. They hit situation. like a wet noodle. And I've got like <laughs> ammo for days. <laughs> you're just standing there. They hit you like 30 times. Then you blow exactly. their head off with a shotgun. You're like, yeah, it didn't Can't do, do it. anything. I don't make health packs anymore. I just make Molotovs. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that matters. And then you're still like full on all the all the supplies. Yep. But we'll keep us updated on, on how that's going. Oh, I will. Just the finding all the collectibles, all the cards Absolutely. and stuff. Oof. What else you guys been playing? That's I've been, all I've been up to. I've been playing more of the original Last of Us. I'll just knock that out now. Uh, I am at the yeah. final season of this replay. Um, man, it's fun to go back and play knowing what happens to, to these characters and everything in, in part two. It's it's really interesting kind of have that, that hindsight and, and replaying the first one. I really love the first one. Gameplay is not as good, but the story is is just as good and a little bit better probably than part two. Um, so I'm really loving playing through that. And I'm playing on light, which is a treat. I'll craft three. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to like a room and you know, there's those shiv doors where it's like, oh, do you want to yeah. use a shiv to open this? And there's just yeah. a ton of stuff inside. It's worth it every time on easy because there's always more than enough to make a shiv in that room plus yep. all this other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, just gain the shiv back and then just more stuff. Basically, yeah. if I go in one of these rooms, I'll walk out with three health kits, three molotovs, three shivs, and enough to make three more health kits or molotovs. It's just, it's just blasting through, but it's a great time. I just yeah. Did, oh, yeah. yeah. You play it through on the harder difficulties once, and then it's like, nah, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You, everyone knows you play the it. games for the stories, for the story. Exactly. You know? Yeah, uh, and then Except Zach played it on crushing or whatever, or grounded. 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 Yeah. yeah. Screw that. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah. Uh, and then I've been playing some Sunset Overdrive. I got a new computer recently, and it had the Xbox app just installed, and I opened it up, and it's like, hey, you want to try Game Pass for a dollar for your first month? I was like, sure. So I'm playing Sunset Overdrive. It is a really good time. It is I you can totally see the how Spider-Man was made by the same people that made this game a few years earlier. Uh, it is just so fast and fluid. The combat is awesome because um, basically in the tutorial it teaches you, hey, don't stay on the ground. So you should like try and bounce off cars, grind on rails while aiming and shooting at these these mutants that are running after you. And it's just super bright and comic booky. The soundtrack's really hype. It it is super fun. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna see it through PC. You guys know I cannot finish games on PC, so hopefully I'll finish this one. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. And playing it for a dollar this month, it's like man, should I become a Game Pass subscriber? I'm already thinking about going digitally, so why not subscribe to Game Pass? Pick up an Xbox One for cheap. You can get like the original Xbox One for like eighty bucks, and it's like yeah, I could play any new Xbox game for the next few years. I don't know about that on the original one, on the original VCR. Woo boy. Yeah, we'll see. We'll that thing, see. That thing struggles. <laughs> but man, Game Pass, I mean, you guys know, we've kind of been hinting at it in the show the last couple of weeks. We've been thinking about going more digital. I think all three of us a little bit have been uh, have been moving towards that a little bit more than we used to. It's like Game Pass for games I want to play, but don't want to pay $70 for on PS5 or, or the next yeah. Xbox. Game Pass is looking more attractive after that price news from last week. So, my God, the lightning outside my window is bright. It is insane. I don't know if you guys can hear it at all, but it is nope, hear nothing. Just, it is booming loud uh, outside right now. It's kind of frightening. Hopefully I stick around for the whole show. 
Hopefully. Yeah, we may just go radio <laughs> silent over there. Yeah, uh, I've definitely been buying a few more games digitally. I still don't. I still don't think I've been won over by the subscription service because I just don't like the idea of them just pulling games and adding games willy-nilly and just, you know, it's the same thing with, with Netflix, Netflix. But for games, I feel like with a show, I usually just plow through it and watch it. But with games, sometimes I put them down and come back. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not entirely sold on the subscription model for games. But digitally, I've been, I've been inching over a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Zach, why don't you talk about what you played without me? Because we have two things to talk about that we played together. Oh, the thing that I play without you is, well, after talking about the Sonic movie last week, I was in a Sonic mood, so I rewatched the Sonic movie, and I was like, well, I'm still in a Sonic mood. So I decided to, um, I was debating between Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania, <laughs> because I have both of them on PS Plus, and I was just going to bust one of them out and start playing it. So I chose Sonic Mania which is a game that I, I played some on Switch. I played like two or three hours of it on Switch, got not very far in, and then I just put it down. Um, but it's super good game. Um, my first real experience with, you know, classic 2D Sonic. Um, so I decided to pick that back up, actually, you know, given my best effort to finish it. I'm a little over halfway now. I played up until past Hydro City, which I beat this morning. Um, oh, finally, nice. Was, I know, I yeah, I actually beat it uh, without any cheating. Um, <laughs> no infinite life glitches or anything, which I'm is good. I'm going to do that because I'm on the last area and I put that down because it was really frustrating to do two at, or exactly. acts I, yeah. and the final boss. Like, yeah, God, I got to the final boss of Act 2 in Hydro City like three times and died and got sent it, back to Act 1. I hate that design because it's for an so underwater level. It's such a pain to just get through the <laughs> yeah. underwater level just to get killed. But, you know, yeah. I, I finally did it. I, I beat that. Um, now I'm on, uh, I forgot what the next, I don't, I, I'm having trouble remembering what any of the levels are card, called because it like shows you at one time and then it just moves on. Yeah. It's a very fast paced game. What's it look like? Sense. What's the level you're at look like? Oh my God, I barely got a look at it. It's, uh, I know a lot of people like it. It's called, uh, music. It's like a Western one, I think. Oh, um, the Saloon, Mirage Saloon. That one, Mirage yeah. Saloon. Um, so I'm excited to do that one next. I've liked pretty much all of the levels of the Hydro City quite a lot. I know some of them are like uh, remasters of old classic Sonic mm -hmm. levels, and some of them are new for Sonic Mania. Um, so that's good. And the, it flows really well. I love, you know, when I was dying over and over in Hydro City, I took multiple paths to get through. It's cool that... You have so many options, to, and these levels are so big that you can just go through them. And I, I've collected two out of the seven Chaos Emeralds I need for the true ending, so I have to do that at some point. But Logan said it's easy to, after you beat all the levels, to go back to Green Hills and just farm Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> yeah, so it that's is easy. Currently, that is currently the plan. Um, but yeah, I'm having a really good time with this game, and I'm looking forward to finishing it because I was missing Sonic. It's almost as good as Sonic Lost World. Almost, Almost, not quite. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think it's. Then quite maybe good. I'll it's pick close. up Sonic Forces after that. Who knows? Hey, you can you can beat Wild. that just right away. Yeah, I would say beat it in an afternoon, but I don't think it'd take you that long. No, just, like you know, have a lunch break in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you beat it over your lunch break. You could do it when he's in the Knoll sector. Yeah, Is that would take a long dump. On, if you're playing it on Switch, you got to take a long dump. You can probably beat the whole game. Wait, are we Probably. talking about Forces or Lost World here? We're talking forces. about Forces. 
right. No, Lost World, if I remember, is his. Because uh, you said better than Sonic on. Lost World at first. I was like, and then and then Zach brought oh, up. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry. Because we, we got to talk we about Sonic Forces at least once. Yeah, and Victor Sullivan. did. To which I will say, Uncharted 4 is still my favorite Naughty Dog game. Shout out to Beasles. It's my favorite. Yeah, the boy. Beasles. Kevin, is Uncharted 4 still your favorite Naughty Dog game? Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Are you gonna ask me? I I know that it's your favorite game of all time, <laughs> and well, I know you like, right, fine. you like fine. But the it's not my favorite Naughty Dog game. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot exactly. One is. Yeah, Boom. for sure. It's just the most Naughty Dog. Uh, so Zach and I played a couple things together this week. First off, this has got to be the most airtime that this multiplayer mode has gotten on any podcast in the world. <laughs> but Zach and I. <laughs> Sat down and for 45 minutes played the SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Robot Squidward multiplayer mode. Uh, he After played... my glowing review of it last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got to say. didn't go into it expecting to like it. But I expected worse based on your review last week. I think there's a couple of reasons for that, though. Um, so I was Mr. Krabs, who sucks. He is terrible. Oh, he is. He's awful. He's got to I... be Squidward, apparently, because Squidward's got the ranged attack. But the ranged <laughs> attack. Zach was Squidward, and the ranged attack is so annoying because the clarinet oh, yeah, notes just never yeah. stop. I was spamming the clarinet. It was so annoying. Yeah, but yeah. you win. That's we did true. win. I got, like, twice as many kills as Logan because he couldn't touch anything because I was just shooting clarinet beams all over the map. And Mr. Krabs is, like, sword hitbox is just, exactly. like, a millimeter. Yeah. It's so small. Yeah, it's terrible. Um but we didn't encounter, I don't think, as many issues as you and your friend did. Um, I I was kind of glitchy because I was not the host. Logan mm-hmm. wasn't experiencing some of the glitches I was, but I think it was just because I was uh, I hopped onto his session or whatever. Yeah, and so I asked Kevin, were you player one or player two? And he was player two, so he had the glitchy second player experience also, which is super Which weird. is not good. No, it's that, not. That has no. happened twice. It is not. <laughs> that means that it's a problem. Um, yes. Me. I love the uh, ping-ponging around uh, that sometimes just happens. Like, you just get in an enemy and you just bounce all over the place and fly yeah. into the goo. That was really funny. Yeah. We got knocked yeah, off we, quite a bit. There's just, like... A, just a bunch of them in a corner. He's like, all right, time to go in there. And you're just like, and I'm dead. <laughs> you don't even know what uh, happened in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I don't know. I thought is not the worst thing I've ever played. The secret of mana remake is worse than the SpongeBob uh, multiplayer mode. I well, per- the SpongeBob multiplayer mode is also a lot shorter. That is true. Uh, I don't, I could not play for that, that for as long as we played the secret of mana remake. God, no. Um, but we also didn't encounter the thing Kevin was talking about where sometimes they shoot the enemies and they don't appear. We didn't experience that at all. That never happened. Well, so what situation? Times. So in like in the there were some little areas where it gives you those like red circles on the ground yeah. that you have to avoid and uh-huh. they would shoot enemies out at the same time and half mm. the time for us the enemies just did didn't spawn. Oh, okay. Yeah, that did you not would, happen for Because us. the Duplicatotron, the machine that shoots them out, they shoot out these little, like, metallic balls that hit the mm-hmm. ground, and then the robots show up. You mm. can see the balls shooting in, hit the ground, and then nothing happened. <laughs> so, maybe they patched that. I don't know. Yeah. Hope. Maybe. And then, um, we both died many times and just came back fine. It just restarted us at the start of the wave. And uh, according to my friend who played it before, I think he did it couch couch co-op that time. That was what happened. So he was like telling me before we died and got booted. It's like, all right, it'll be fine. We just have to start back. 
at the start of the wave, and then we died and it booted us. <laughs> is this the uh, same friend whose golden spatula wasn't showing up? Yeah. Yeah, his version is just destroyed. <laughs> Apparent. But but he was playing it before Couch Co-op and was fine. That's so weird. So, ha, I don't know. The It, it, know, it is man. too long and not that interesting. And then the uh, the ending is just as lame as, like, if you fail because it's just like all right you did it you want to go again like, no i don't yeah. want to go again like there's no fanfare at all it's stupid yeah so like even even if all of the issues that i experienced were ironed out the enemies spawned in i wasn't like like the enemies would just like throw me off the side all the time and i don't know what happened if all those glitches were fixed i still think the mode would be incredibly boring and not worth yeah. your time yeah that's its biggest problem yeah, it's just not it interesting, especially for the length that it is. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Man, I wish they just made Squibbard have a boss fight. That'd be way cooler. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing Zach and I played is the new uh, Alatreon fight in Monster Hunter World. New Dragon. Yep. Oh, it's my God. It's the fourth God. free title update. Yeah, for, the fourth free for Iceborne already. Yeah, for um, Iceborne. Dude, this is one of the hardest things I think I've ever played. It is yeah, well, so I've hard. Played Dark Souls, so it is. Is it like a Dark Souls boss? <laughs> uh, with the yeah, kind of. <laughs> Honestly, I've fought in a lot easier Dark Souls bosses. Okay, so I, we might get into a few things that are confusing to people who have never played this game. But basically, they designed this quest to make people change what weapons and setups they used. So this this monster is weak to fire. He has an ice form, and a fire form, and a dragon form. And when he's in each of these forms, he's weak to a different element. When he's in fire, he's weak to ice. When he's in ice, he's weak to fire. When he's in dragon, I don't know what he's weak to, but he's weak to something. And you are supposed to have a party of four. And Zach and I just play together. We don't play with anyone else. You're supposed oh. to have a party of four that each has a weapon with an element that is good. Um, you're supposed to have one guy that is has like a neutral element that's good against all three. And then you're supposed to have one that's good against fire, one against dice, and one against dragon. But I have a poison element, which is nothing. And, and Zach has a blast, blast element, which also yep. does nothing. And so our setups are just kind of deemed useless during this fight. And so now we're kind of having to grind up to get these other weapons oh, to be able to take this guy on. And the community, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, is like not very happy about it. Which kind of sucks because those are always the people who are like, Monster Hunter World's for casuals. It's way too easy. Give us something hard. <laughs> and then they do. And then the same people are like, it's way too hard. This isn't what we wanted. So that's kind of lame. But it's very difficult. And I don't know if Zach and I are going to be able to beat it without calling on strangers with the SOS flare. What do you think, Zach? Yeah. You know, I don't know if we could. I, well, it is possible. We have seen actual people saying they did it alone uh against <laughs> alone all the yeah they're yeah, gods though the odds. well this yeah guy, yeah this guy has fifty thousand health it's hard to imagine someone going against it alone and like logan said we're so used to playing this game just the two of us that i think it is kind of sucky that there are monsters out there that you know you can't really beat alone or with your friend you actually have to you know, form a team. And I don't like the sieges either where you, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's designed around having a full team, which, you know, I get is a big draw for monster and is you play in a team, but you know, when it's just one to three of you, you know, you're kind of left out of it. Um, but I think we could do it. Theoretically, Hopefully. we are pretty good at the game and I have yeah. already started working on my ice build. <laughs> so. so I'm going to try and find a fire one. Oh, and Kevin, my favorite part. Well, the monster looks awesome. He is, he is really cool looking. 
Um, Great monster. But Great fight. Besides his design, his, yeah. my favorite part about the, the fight is that this is the first monster fight ever in Monster Hunter World. Story fight, besides the weird sieges that you're just supposed to replay over and over and over before you actually win. Um where you don't have to go watch the cutscene alone, back out, and then join your friends. You, we, Zach yes. and I went in at the same time, and we're both our fighter, both our hunters were in the cutscene. It was awesome. Wow, <laughs> they finally figured it out. I know. It just it took them like a couple of years in an expansion pack <laughs> yeah. and updates to the expansion pack. Yeah, two and a half years <laughs> for them to figure that oh, one out. God. And they just put multiple hunters in the cutscene. Yeah. That was. That was my favorite part of playing Monster Hunter World. It was like, all right, we all got to go in, check this cutscene out, join in in the other person's game or whatever. Yeah, like, that was such a flaw. Real good. Yeah, so that was that was really good. But the fight is brutal. And Kev, he has a um, what? What's his ultimate attack called? I, I read you the title, but I don't remember yes. it anymore. I, I oh my god, it's a it's a very complicated word. Yeah, it's like a, oh es- er- eschaton judgment is the name eschaton of his judgment, ultimate yeah. move, and basically. Uh, the handler is just like, oh man, get your healing items ready. And You're dead. It's a one shot, and it's it's literally impossible to heal through. So it's a the handler is lying mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> yeah, because apparently you have to deal enough elemental damage to this thing of the proper elements of which we have dealt none because we have not Jeez. used the right weapons yet. Oh, not great. To to weaken his nova attack to make it survivable, and I was last we were playing like four hours after this update dropped. So there was no information on this guy yet. A lot more came out today, and I was reading about it at work, and Zach and I were, were talking about our strategy. But it's like, all right, you gotta, you got to get your health booster, you have to get the right mantle to put on, and you have to eat this special jerky, which Zach and I had never heard of in We'd 200 never hours heard of this jerky. This and it's like, so when the handler says get your healing items, you have to drop the health booster, which is this area of effect thing that heals you. You have to put on this mantle that makes you withstand a certain amount of damage, and then you have to eat jerky and then chug potions and hope you survive it. And we, we didn't survive it once. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was devastating. Be hilarious if the handler like it knows that the handler knows that you didn't use any of the elementals and she's just like, You're boned. <laughs> you're gonna lose. Sorry. <laughs> you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, at least tell me, man. Like I don't know what's going on. And it's devastating the more people you have, because they might die. When when Zach and I were just doing it ourselves, you, so you get three faints. So you had two. As long as you didn't waste a death elsewhere, you had two of these ultimate attacks before he failed the mission. But when you have four people that all die, it's like the first time he does that, which is like six minutes into the fight, it's over. Because you don't you don't know how to fight him yet. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a learning. I guess curve. they're just. They're just assuming that everyone has the base knowledge of the elemental weaknesses. Well, I like, think they're kind of hoping that this is like a community thing that people figure out how to beat them and uh, and players help well, each other out. And I think it is good that there's a, a really hard monster that they added because, I mean, I think Zach and I even felt this way. We struggled on some of the newer monsters, but for the most part, we win after a couple fights. So I think it is cool that... It, it kind of takes us back to the beginning of the game, back when we were still playing with Kevin in the in the first half of the campaign, when we're like, God, we feel totally helpless. And it's kind of cool to to channel that feeling again 200 hours later when everything else has kind of felt a little bit methodical for the last 100 hours or so. That's good. That's yeah. Good it's different. <laughs> yeah, so I like it, but it's hard, and I'm hoping we can come back on the show next week saying we beat it. I- All right. I refuse get, get to not beat him by the next podcast. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Zach, 
Gonna be grinding all week. Yep. Even if I have to do it without Logan. Nope. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That'd be devastating. But yeah, that's that's what I have been playing. All right, let's get into the news. We got a lot of stuff. We do. Yep. What we got? Lead story. Uh, PlayStation Five boxes have been revealed. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird a little. It is weird. So I, I sent you guys a concept art of a Spider-Man Miles Morales box like a, a week or so ago, and it looked really good. It was kind of white, a white bar on the top and on the side where it's blue right now, and then it was a either black or a white case. I don't remember now. And the official case is that same nice white bar on the top where it says PS5 and on the and on the side. But it's the same blue plastic from the PS4. It's the exact same blue plastic. It looks like the cases are the same size also. They had a lot of leftover cases. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like all they've changed is the is the banner color. Yeah. yeah. So it sucks. I don't like it. I don't really like how these look. What do you guys think? I would have much preferred the white banner with a black case. Like the a clear black case, I think mm-hmm. that would have been perfect. I even would have settled for a white case. I think white on white would also be fine because right now PS4 is blue on blue, which is okay. And I get that Sony is you know blue, so they're trying to represent. But you know I think that you know white and black really screams PS5 at this point because of the design of the console. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it makes sense more towards that from the color scheme of the console itself. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, what they're trying to go for. But yeah, it's it's uh. It's just a little bit weird with the uh, with the blue coloring of the uh, of the case too. I feel like mm-hmm. they could have changed that. If if they're going to to change the banner for the PS5, you may as well just change the color of the of the case as well. But maybe they did just have a lot of leftovers and <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah, man, we got to use these. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I can't really think of the last time, or if ever, that a new console has come out and the box has been the same. Every box is different. Uh, you mean in terms of like the case color? Yeah. Well, no, just the the Size. actual structure of the box. These are PS4 boxes with a PS5 slip cover. Yeah. That has never happened before. Yeah. I can't think uh, of an example where it has. If we just I don't know about like Sega or any of the old ones. Like the Saturn and the CV might have had the same, but who cares? If we're looking at well, Nintendo, Xbox, and Sony, PS1 X- was the the compact disc case. PS2 was the tall black. PS3 got shorter and had like a clear white, and then PS4 was blue. Wasn't uh, Xbox and 360 very similar? No, they're different. They were. They, they were similar. Yeah, but like the uh, the Xbox 360 had a lighter lime green color. And it's the, like uh, it's transparent, box. and the and original's it, not. It feels different. It feels okay. mm-hmm. a little flimsier, I guess would be the word to say. Yeah. Like I think the plastic on the original cases were thicker. Yeah. For the original Xbox games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like they were glossy sim- plastic on the three. But it's still different. And then Xbox yeah. One is a different box too. It's shorter. The yeah, discs are on the left side for some asinine reason. I I don't know. I don't get Wait, that. Wait, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Side. Yeah. It's so huh. dumb. I have no <laughs> idea why. Anything, whatever. I guess trying to be unique. With our orientation, it would be the American way in terms of driving. Yeah. Yep. So Xbox yeah. all different. And then Nintendo, uh, NES is different from SNES, is different from 64, and then GameCube, they went to plastic, black plastic, Wii is the white plastic, Wii U is the blue plastic, and then Switch is the clear plastic that's way smaller. They're all different, and these ones just aren't, and it's really I weird. miss white plastic. The Wii had some solid cases. Dude, I like the Wii I guess blue. they're, 
they're at the point now where they're just like, we don't even know how long we're going to be selling these physical games for anyways. So who yeah, cares? Yeah, we just got to we'll use, use up use all up the cases game. we have. Yeah. And then we'll just move to digital. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what Capcom said that 79% of their game sales for the last year were digital. <laughs> I saw that. That is yeah. insane. I do think a big part of that is Iceborne, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it sold like 5 million copies and most were But when digital. I saw the article, it was showing a picture of Jill Valentine. I'm like, are people really buying RE3 digitally? Oh. Well, probably because of of everything that's happening right now. Yeah. Just people not yeah, wanting to go out enough. and buy the game physically. That's probably, that's probably the reason why it went as high as it did. 80% is pretty crazy. I think in a normal time where all this stuff isn't happening, that'd be a little lower. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think if they have any digital-only games. Like... I mean, Phoenix Wright trilogy released like in the last year or so, and it's only digital. So there, there's stuff like that too that they put out. Some Mega Man collections that are only digital. Um, That's not physical. They oh. are, but they're they're harder to find. And I I'm not sure, but they might be more. They're expensive. pulling the stupid stuff with that, where it's like, it's, hey, uh... the first the first game or the first collection is on the disc yeah. or on the cartridge, and yeah. then the second half is downloads. Stupid yeah. stuff like that. Uh, uh, Street Fighter is Capcom, right? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think people mostly buy Street Fighter digitally, like every Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is just a little bit weird. I think the blue clashes clashes with the white. I don't nec- I don't necessarily have a problem with the white. I think that it's just kind of weird with the blue still there. Mm-hmm. I like the white, and like, that's what light... The color is going to be on the console, right? When you turn it on and it powers yeah. out, the light inside is going to be blue. So I get why it's in the case, but it's just... If this was the newly announced case, if the PS4 had looked totally different, maybe I'd like it more. But it's just it's so blatantly, obviously, a PS4 case with a new cover in that I can't not see that. Yeah. It's weird. Not not the worst thing in the world. They're not pulling an Xbox and putting the disc on the other side. At least we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't God, see inside I would the case, not. Kevin. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> like, yeah. that's where all the changes are. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, actually, does this yeah. does how much you guys not like it make you want to get a digital games a little bit more at all? I don't hate it that bad. No, it just that bugs me a little bit. That wouldn't factor in. Now, when we get to the uh, greatest hits version of this, oh cost, yeah, then yes, <laughs> it's a red case with a white bar. <laughs> that might look yeah. better to me. <laughs> it, it would look way better to me. Red and white is a solid aesthetic. Yeah. But as it is right now, that wouldn't really factor into my decision on if I pick up a game yeah. digitally or yeah. physically. Yeah. Not that ugly. All right, let's move on to another PlayStation story. Final Fantasy VII Part II. Uh, they're currently operating development at 80% capacity, the director said recently, just due to work from home and everything. Uh, but they said that it shouldn't delay when this game actually comes out by too much. This game hasn't even been formally announced. Like, they're just like... Yeah. yeah. Well, we all know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was funny that they're like, oh, hey, part two, it's uh, 80%. Like, it's such a weird little detail we didn't really need to know. When they announced I mean, it, 80% they were like, a no lot. way. Yeah. There's a part two of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, my mind. I just like being kept updated. So I think we, well, should, I think we should all make predictions on when it's going to come out. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to say... I- I February would 2022. Okay. When did the first, when did, what month did it come out? April. It's Mar- supposed to come April. out in March, but it came out in April. So I'll yeah. go April 2022. I'll just go a two-year window. I'm going to go uh, September 2022 after a delay after it's announced for April. <laughs> okay. So That's not even February. 
So yeah, I think they're going to go for every two years and then not make it, and I think it's going to be one of the big fall games for PS5 in a couple of years. Right. Okay. Kevin should play the original. I I, I gotta oh, get around yeah. to it. I mean, that you had. Like I said I want to play it at some point. Yeah. It's good. Right, we go on sale a little bit more at this point, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll move on from that one too. Uh, this one, I think Kevin and I are going to get into a, a discussion about Paper Mario Battles in the Origami King. It doesn't look like they give experience based on some mm. recent gameplay. It looks like they give money, as seen in Sticker yeah. Star and Color Splash. This makes Kevin not care about the game. Kevin, explain. <laughs> uh, because we've seen what happens in the prior two games, that battles become essentially pointless if you don't have a reason. To, because maybe maybe they fix this in Origami King, where they make money harder to come by. But from, from Sticker Star, from what I've seen from Color Splash, you are given so much money that the idea of getting more money from battles is completely pointless and would not push me in any way to do battles. Whereas with experience, you need that to progress through the game. You need a certain amount of experience to progress through to be able to upgrade your HP or mm -hmm. flower points or your badge points. Like that is an essential thing to do and it makes battles have meaning because you need that to be able to challenge the final boss. But if it's just, or just bosses and things. But if it's just money, then if, if it's anything like the previous two games, you're going to get to a point where you have more money than you know what to do with. And it's like, why would I battle again mm -hmm. if I already have so much money that I'm already not spending? Well, I do think there's a little bit of a difference. Well, one, the battle system is just completely different. But what I think a, a big difference is, is that in Color Slash and Sticker Star, you had to use these cards or stickers that were consumable. And, and Origami right. King looks like it's moving away from the consumable part of it. There are items you can use, but your basic jump and hammer s seem to be just always. You don't have to waste a, a consumable item on that. And so the problem with battles in the previous two games was you would go in and waste stuff to get money that you didn't need. And you would probably actually have a net loss in value based on how much money it took to replace everything you used in that battle versus how much money you made in the battle. So if that element is removed and I can just do these basic field battles to get a little bit of money with just my hammer and jumping and maybe an item here or there, then I think it's fine. Because the main problem was that you wasted your items, not that you didn't gain experience points. Yeah, but I, I still don't... Even if it's not a net negative, if it's a net neutral, I still wouldn't find a reason to do battles. Like, if I'm like, I'm not wasting anything, but I'm not really gaining anything either... Then I'm still in the same position that I am before. I'm like, I still don't find any purpose to. Now, if they give you a bunch of of like good items to use, whether that be like healing items or buffs or whatever that the enemies drop, apparently there's like paper scraps or something. It sounded like it was akin to the like color mechanic of color splash that apparently you get from these battles. I don't know, but that doesn't. I don't think that's a good enough replacement for the experience. I think that the experience makes battles more meaningful than what they've done in the past two games. Mm -hmm. Well, it may be better than the last two games, but I, I can't see it being better than the original ones. Well, and just in terms of me wanting to battle, but you don't like grinding either, Kevin. So I guess I'm just a little confused. If you don't like grinding for experience, then shouldn't you be happy if a game just takes out experience? Well, the way that they did it in the previous games was you would only gain experience up to the point where the boss was at. So it made the fights up to the boss meaningful because you had to do the fights to get through there. It wasn't necessarily grinding. It wouldn't even let you grind up to a certain point 
because the lower level enemies wouldn't give you any experience past a certain level. Mm -hmm. So it was just having you do the fights as you go up to beat the boss of the area and then have that repeat. I guess I just mean in RPGs in general, you often have to grind and... I know you often complain if games have a really serious grind. So uh, saying that battles that you don't want to do the battles because you don't gain experience from it. I don't know. It's like, I guess I just don't know yeah, what, but, what system with experience you would be happy with. Well, the original Paper Mario games, because yeah. grinding wasn't necessarily a thing. Yeah. Because the way that they had the scaling set up was that as, as long as you just did the fights that were in front of you as you're going through an area, you'll you'll reach the level that you need to be at and you won't be able to grind beyond that anyways so mm -hmm. it was just a nice progression through an area up to the final boss doing just the battles that it puts in front of you as you're going through the areas it seemed like a good way to do it and that and that at the time was a good way to avoid the grinding because you couldn't you had to move on and it also kept things interesting that you couldn't just power level yourself and then just d destroy anything mm -hmm. it, it set it served itself well to making interesting boss fights as well but, but there's you know, also there's a ton of combat in games that don't have experience systems at all that we still play. For RPGs? No, not not RPGs. Also, just to point out, Nintendo doesn't even classify the Origami King as an RPG. Which is also another <laughs> big red flag there. It's like in in <laughs> Super in Super Mario Odyssey, you kill enemies, you just get money from that. It doesn't right. matter. Right, but I don't. I think there was more stuff to spend it on. <laughs> like That's true. there was more reason to use the as long as as long as there's a bunch of things that I want to spend my money on, then it's not that big of an issue. The problem is when it's showering you with money and I know full well that I'm not spending any of that because there's no need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like in uh, I'll I'll point at Zelda as an example. There's no experience in Zelda ever except in Zelda 2. Um but like in Breath of the Wild, you get money and weapons that end up breaking from fighting enemies, but I feel like there's a lot to spend your money on, like clothes and armor upgrades right. and weapon upgrades. So I guess right. that is the difference if there's meaningful stuff to spend the cash right. on. Right, and I think that was the problem in the last two games, was you're given all of this stuff at the end of fights, but you're never going to use it, mm -hmm. and you're never going to need it. So if they, if they make the coins have meaning in this game and have a bunch of things to buy or upgrade, like that you put money into things and like upgrade stuff, I don't know. If if there's just interesting ways to use that money, that would make battles more meaningful. Yeah, Zach, so. what's your take on this? I have never played Paper Mario, <laughs> and I'm not gonna start now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think no. it. I think it looks pretty fun. Uh, there's a Treehouse broadcast uh, on it. That, that's what it's on, right? That's tomorrow. Um, yep. Or when this episode yeah. goes up, there will be a Treehouse yeah, so broadcast. It's, it's Paper Mario and then a new Way Forward project. Yeah, and with a new, very, with a, with new a third IP? existing IP, it's yeah. like a third party existing IP. Yeah, people were like speculating, like, did they give 2D Metroid to Way Forward? And then they tweeted, uh, "This is not a Nintendo property." <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need to calm them down. Yeah. A very interesting pairing where they're like, "Hey, we're going to be showing off Paper Mario." Also, Way Forward's doing a third part, a third party project or something. We'll show that off too. Why not? Yeah. Throw that in there. Yeah, it is a lot. Also, uh, I'm curious how much more stuff they have to show for Origami King. Apparently, they showed the whole game last time. <laughs> yeah, I won't be watching this. Um, <laughs> hey, what else is left? Yeah, I'll just be waiting for review scores. I don't know when I'm going to play this. I don't know. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah currently looks more appealing to me yeah yeah 
Is that is that where you've been at? I don't know. Over the over the last couple of weeks, I was getting the feeling that you are more interested in Paper Mario than Ghost of Tsushima. Is that wrong, or has that changed? Okay, well, I will always gravitate towards Nintendo games in general, but the the main reason I was picking that one first over Ghost is because I, I think I said this on the show a couple of weeks ago is that Paper Mario will always be sixty dollars, <laughs> and, and Black Friday sale fifty bucks. Ghost of Tsushima will be twenty dollars in like a year. So. Oh yeah. Zach's picking it up on launch. Not, <laughs> probably not. Maybe, but probably not. We'll see you in a couple weeks' time. Yeah. Exactly. I'll probably be done with games. Sonic Forces, Sonic Mania. I'll be <laughs> done with all those games. Be done by tomorrow. Sonic yes. Forces. And the Alatreon fight. Ah, yes. No if new we can games beat that until by the we time slay him. Ghost. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tall an ultimatum. Order. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you <laughs> put this one in here. Uh, Test yes. Drive Unlimited Solar Crown was announced. What is that? Uh, it's a racing game in a series that I really enjoyed back in the day. Test Drive Unlimited, the last game in the series, was in 2012. Wow. Test Drive Unlimited 2. Uh, so I played a ton of the original Test Drive Unlimited on the Xbox 360 back in the day. That came out in 2007. And the coolest thing with that was that they used satellite data to make a one-to-one replica of Oahu in 2007. Wow. Oh, cool. So the map Holy was crap. the entirety of Oahu. And then the second game was Ibiza and Oahu. So the... the island from the first game and an entirely new island so most of the fun from that was just buying a bunch of sweet cars and then just driving around hawaii and there were like races that would take an hour because you would drive around the entirety of the island Uh, yeah so i spent hours on the original test drive unlimited the second one it's not as good uh they introduced a story and the 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 voice acting isn't great and it's it's a little weird uh but I think the exploration of that game still was so much fun with all these islands and just huge areas to explore. And they give you customization with your character and cars and buying houses and things uh, like similar to what uh, Forza Horizon has done. Mm-hmm. So I was just really excited to see the game come back because I honestly thought it was dead. It's been 10 years since Test Drive Unlimited 2, and it had a lukewarm reception when it came out. It's a new studio that's uh, doing it this time, and they really didn't show anything, basically just an announcement of, hey, we're making this game and we're excited about it. And that mm-hmm. some people from the original two games are working on this new one, but seeing it at all made me happy because I have so many memories of playing those original two games. Uh, those and the Midtown Madness games, which are a little earlier than that are the ones that I think of when I think of like original pioneering open world racing games. Burnout so. Paradise remastered $60 <laughs> on your Nintendo. God. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Obviously we don't, we haven't seen any gameplay whatsoever, so it remains to be seen what what it'll turn into. But uh, I'm excited to watch the development of it going forward. I'm excited to get another game in the series. Cool. And then yeah. another one that probably Kevin's going to mostly talk about, Stardew Valley, to get <laughs> another update. What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, a tweet from Concerned Ape, the developer. Uh, 1.5 update. Uh, it's not too much details that we've gotten yet, but uh, what he, he showed a picture of Willie's shop with uh, what looks like a new area to go through in his shop, which was interesting because you can't really go in there yet, like before in the game at all. So there's some new mm-hmm. content there. Uh, but f- what from what he says, it's more endgame content, which I'm all about. This update adds a significant new piece of endgame content and much more. We already know that the bananas are coming because that was voted on by the community for a new tree, and they voted on bananas. So we're getting that. We're getting something with Willie's shop. And then along with uh, post-game content, a bunch of other stuff. 
I can't believe this game is still getting updates. It blows my mind. I thought it was done after the yeah. multiplayer update. I I honestly thought it was done after that last update with because because these updates have been fleshing out the things that I think while the original game was great was a little lacking. The multiplayer was a really good feature and then the latest update including the post game content was probably one of the biggest problems with it because once you got to a certain point like you were done. There was nothing that you could do with your significant other, like all. So we fleshed that area out and I was like, all right, everything's there. Like, you know, we're good. But the fact that he's making another substantial update with a bunch of new post game and other content is crazy to me. Yeah. It's cool. Like, my God. I, I love that, man. I got to dip back in. Oh yeah. So no, uh, no update on, um, on release date or anything yet. Uh, but it's on the way. And I'm really excited because I know that when that thing comes out, that's another 30 to 40 hours <laughs> that I'm just dumping into Stardew at the very least. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Just crazy the type of the type of support it's getting from one dude. Like, man. And they're all free updates. So good. I love Stardew Valley. I played Star Wars Episode One Racer this week. Oh. You did. You did. I did. And like, I forgot to put it on my list. It. How is, is it? It is a good time. It is so nostalgic. More nostalgic than I thought. Like, I'm remembering just a lot of the random sound effects. Um, uh, like, the menu. You're in, like, the cantina when you pick your character. And just all this stuff is so nostalgic. I won my first race ever. Uh, I won, actually. I, I only played it for, like, a half hour. I kind of forgot I had it. <laughs> and I won every, all four races I did. So maybe not as brutally difficult as I thought when I was a kid. Um but I also think that the frame rate is clearly significantly improved than it was on the N64 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> and so I think that just makes it a lot more playable. But it's a good time. There's not a lot of substance there. The tracks are really bland looking. It's just a lot of open spaces, but it feels really fast. Um, that's what I remember when I was a kid. It's just super fun to control this pod. And like if you if you slam a wall or if someone hits you just like in the... Uh, movie and just like in the original game you have to like hold a button to repair your your ship while you're actually racing and i, th I always thought that was a really cool mechanic that you just have to make sure everything is repaired so it's fun i'm glad i bought it it's only 15 bucks so i, I is I it not as hard it. as it was originally no about that? not that i remember um i mean i still have to do some of the grand prix and stuff but it is not nearly as hard as i remember it being but it's a good time and i brought that up because uh, the next story is that Limited Run Games announces over 30 new physical editions, and that's one of them. Star Wars Episode One Racer uh, is getting a physical edition. Any yeah. other highlights? Yes, Katana Bug Zero, Bug Fables. <laughs> oh, wow. Towerfall. Oh, my God. To the moon? To the moon on Switch? Really? Demon yeah. Turf, which is a really anticipated game of mine I talked about from the IGN Summer of Gaming a couple weeks back. Uh, Honestly, see. one of the craziest ones is Shantae, the original, is getting a Game Boy Color version, a reprint oh. of that oh really rare gosh. version, That's along insane. with, I guess, Switch it's coming to as well, which is insane to me. Yeah, that, that is they're going super back insane. And doing, doing Game Boy copies. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Some new physical copies. Super Meat Boy Forever is getting one. Papers, please. People like that. Return mm -hmm. of the Obra Din, Obra Din. People like a lot. Mm -hmm. Grandy HD collections. Cool. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of 
I don't know. I got to I got to pick and see if I want any of these. Like I know you kind of have to jump on these with limited run. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple on the, on the that, ball. That sounded pretty good to me. I think I'll probably um, get Katana Zero. I love that game so much. Yeah, um, it's super good. So I'll probably Star get Wars that. Episode One Pirate Racer. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have a physical copy of that on the N64. You do. Uh, and then the only other one I think I might get is I might just get Demon Turf physically when it comes out because I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. game a lot. Uh, Towerfall, I don't feel the need to have a, a physical copy for, I don't think. Uh, also, it's... Um, do you see who the developer is for Towerfall? Uh, it's Matt. Matt makes games, right? Nope. Is it different now? Yeah, remember we talked oh, about it's, it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's extremely okay games. Extremely okay uh, games. Yeah, and... that's a rough name. Oh, that's Xok. Yeah, EXOK, I guess, is what they... Yeah. Which is also, I don't like that either. <laughs> X-Oc. I don't either. It just reminds me of Exxon, the like, yep. gas company. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And then our last story for the day. Donkey Kong Country uh, is leading July's selections for Nintendo Switch Online. This is one of the big ones that had not yet come yet. Yeah, fine. Uh, I think the yeah. big three that are still not uh, on are Final Fantasy VI, uh, Mario RPG, and Earthbound. I think, are the, the three big boys that are still not on the, the virtual console. Uh, but there's also yep. some other ones coming with this. Natsume Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Wrestling! Uh, and The Immortal from NES. But DKC is really the, the one to make yep. note of. Hey, they know that they can they can pull out the garbage, and then they're just like, hey, but we're also bringing Donkey Kong. And everyone's hey. like, yeah, like, I don't care about <laughs> Natsume wrestling wrestling or whatever but Mm -hmm. hey i'll play donkey kong yeah Yeah. i i don't like donkey kong country i really don't like it i don't like the art style (laughs) i don't like how it feels i love the new ones i love both of the new ones but i do not like the old ones at all dude i i don't think i've played i have switch online and i don't think i've spent any time whatsoever (laughs) in either the nes or the snes app i honestly think it's something that has to do with the subscription model that just doesn't pull me in as mm-hmm. as much as me buying a digital copy of a game from the virtual console and playing it through. For whatever reason, that'd be I, way more enticing to me to play through it than to have a bunch of these titles here. I don't know what it is. I, mean, I don't know what it is in my way, brain Kevin. where I'm just like, I see these games, but I see them all together as this library of a subscription. I just don't care. It's weird. I don't get it. Yep. You feel the same way as that? Absolutely. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe it's because you have money invested in all the other games you have, and it's like, I already committed to these by buying them, and Switch Online, you're not paying for those games. You're paying to play stuff online. Maybe, and maybe maybe it's also because with the Virtual Console, I pick those games because I want to play them. Like, yeah. hey, I want to play the original Paper Mario. I have bought Paper... It's like if I bought a new game. I bought Paper Mario because I want to play it. I see all these games come to the service, and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. There's a bunch of these new games. But I didn't specifically pick them to play. And I'm just like, eh, they're here. But I got other things to play. It's very weird. Because there's a bunch of good games in there. Mm -hmm. But I have spent literally zero minutes in there. (laughs) I played Dr. Mario. (laughs) Yeah, I spent spent some minutes in there, but not much. Yeah. I'm sure some people are... uh, playing the hell out of those games there's a bunch of good stuff on there they're 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 getting some of the big ones on there finally yeah for sure and that's it for news this week kevin all right so 
I beat The Last of Us Part Two this last week, and it took me 30 hours. Way longer than uh, than you guys took. Logan clocked in around 20, and mm-hmm. Zach, you were closer to 25 or so. 23. Or, uh, just like, you know, getting getting the evens yeah. around there. But the discussion around The Last of Us Part Two was, should it be this long? And just the question of what is a good length for a video game. And so we're going to talk about that. What is? Yeah. What are your guys' thoughts first on The Last of Us Part Two as it pertains to the length of that game? And then in terms of ideal game length, what you would pick. And that could change based on genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thoughts. You can start, Zach. Yeah, so it is definitely genre specific. I think games like The Last of Us and The Uncharted, the story-driven games, I think that a solid amount of time for those is somewhere in the realm of 12 to 16 hours. I think The Last of Us did drag. It was a lot of story, and I think they could have cut out some of the bits. Um, they did a lot of... Uh, well, you know, we can't really talk about it because of the spoiler cast. But, you know, I think there was some unnecessary stuff in there um, that could, you know, they could have trimmed the fat. I think that by the end, I was, I felt like it was dragging a little bit. Um, so I, I definitely think that, you know, games in that realm, if 15 hours, you know, that's a pretty solid amount of time. You know, games like The First Last of Us, all the Uncharted's, you know, they never went above 15 hours at all. You know, and yeah. I think the all of not those games. Really <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. And I thought all of those games were extremely solid. I never felt like they were dragging, or I didn't get my money's worth. You know, it it was just you know mm-hmm. it it felt right. Yeah. So I don't think The Last of Us Part Two was too long. I mean, I did beat it the fastest in like nineteen and a half hours. Um, yeah. I I did plow through a lot of it. From a story standpoint, I thought a lot of it. I thought it was all really good, but. Um, from a gameplay standpoint, all both Last of Us do this, so this isn't a spoiler. But you yeah. uh, you get to like a new chapter, and it's like, all right, we got to get to that building, and it's like just miles away, and you're like, oh yeah, <sighs> yep, here we go. So sometimes I did uh, that was like I want to get to the next story beat. Um, so maybe it could have been a little bit shorter. Just some of the gameplay sequences in between the beats were just a little bit shorter. But I overall didn't have an issue with the length. Um, I thought it was fine. Kevin, I'm wondering what you thought as someone who spent 10 more hours in there than I did. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was thinking about this because there was the discussion surrounding it. The game was too long. And as I was playing through it, for some games, I go back to Persona 5 a lot, where I got to a point in the game where I just wanted it to be done. And I was like, oh. all right, these last 20 hours, these are dragging. Like, just, just, just finish the game off. Even, even nearing the end of The Last of Us Part 2, I... I didn't have that feeling of it dragging per se. Like there wasn't an area where I'm like, man, this just doesn't need to be in here at all. Yeah. But part of me also thinks it was just a bit too long. It's, mm-hmm. it's very weird because I, I think that everything in there really needed to be in there and it didn't necessarily drag, but it did also feel a little bit long, especially as you're getting close to the end of the game. It's very, it's very weird to me. Yeah, and I was also exploring around a lot, so that adds on the extra hours for sure. Yeah, um, but on the positive end, I don't think it dragged necessarily. Yeah. But there's probably a little bit that they could have trimmed in terms of maybe traversal, like you were saying. Yeah, just to cut down on that because yeah. the story beats were great, and I think they were all very well warranted to be in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that 25 to 30 hours is a good length for that type of game? You know, an action adventure kind of game. <sighs> 
This do, you, is, do you think that should be more of a standard? I don't, I don't think, think so. I want it to be a standard because I'm th- yeah. like Last of Us Part Two pulled it off um, mm-hmm. for the most part, but I wouldn't want games to be shooting for that. I think that it would be a much smarter idea to have most of these games be the Uncharted style of 12 to 16 hours. And if you need a little bit more time to flesh that story out, then then, hey, you can bump it up to around then. Mm-hmm. But I think that for most games, that would kind of feel like it's stretching it for these style of games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that The Last of Us Part Two is masterfully written and very captivating characters, and it's following up one of the best video game stories of all time. So I was willing to put in those extra hours. And it it is kind of, I think, earned the right to be longer than this genre of game usually is. Mm-hmm. But... If it's a game not as well written or well acted or just plays as well, this game plays amazingly. Also, I wouldn't want it to be that long. 30 hours would be too long for for a game like that, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think think it was necessarily too long. Um, But if it had been too much longer than it was, it would be. It was was toeing the line. It was pushing it. Yeah, I think. Once you got to the end, you're like, all right there we are like there's the end if there was more after that or i'd spent more time like all right that's yeah that's too much it it got close yeah but for what it was they pulled it off well but i don't think every game should go for that yeah all right now kevin do you think jrpg should be over 100 hours long (laughs) no okay (laughs) no you could have fooled me main story no um i'm willing to put 60 hours into a jrpg (laughs) Six, 50 to 60 hours for a JRPG is, I think, the sweet spot for it. I, that sounds because right going to back to Persona, I got into 80 hours, and I was just spent. I was done. Like, I had gone through what I thought was the final area of the game between, like, hours 70 and 80, or, and I'm like, all right, we're getting there. Like, you get to a point where you're just worn out, and you kind of want to see the end. And having it push me along for another 10 to 15 hours, I was just, come on. Like, just just end it, man. A hundred wow. hours for the main campaign is too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're talking about, hey, there's over a hundred hours of, of like side stuff to do in the JRPGs. I don't have a problem with that. But I think that the main story in most of these, these JRPGs shouldn't last longer than 60 hours. And I think a good, kind of a good example of that, this isn't really a, a JRPG, but... Uh, judgment from and Yakuza from what I played it's uh-huh. like if you want to beeline the main story you can be judgment 25 hours but then there's like 30 hours worth of side content from everything you guys have said it seems like other Yakuza games are like that too so judgment Not a single I think Yakuza, is a great length yeah judgment was the longest in the Yakuza series for me personally it never took me more than 20 hours to beat a Yakuza even zero I always it did not take me 20 hours to beat Yakuza zero I do not think Wow, that's wow. surprising. Because I'm like, did you do anything besides the main story? God, how long? I I feel like it might it may may take me like <laughs> twenty to twenty five for Yakuza Zero, but most of them like one through. How long five. to beat on Yakuza Zero is thirty one hours? Did you shave off eleven hours? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> impressive on your first playthrough. Just, you know, because for one through five, I was clocking in you know twelve to eighteen hours. I don't really remember how long it took me to beat Zero. It was probably closer to 25 hours. But for most of them, you know, Judgment Mm -hmm. definitely took me the longest. But yeah, I think that if you have engaging side content that that sometimes pushes that playtime over 100 hours, 
I don't have a problem with that because that's just extra stuff to do. But if you're asking me to put 80 to 100 hours of my time into the main story, just doing the main story along the way, that's a big ask. And it's got to take a game like Persona 5 to push me to play through it. Yeah. With most other games, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, it's got to be a special game to push me to, to do it that long. And I think that some of the top-of-the-line Nintendo games are actually the best at handling game length. I'm thinking about Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, you get to choose when you've had enough. Like, if you feel strong enough to go fight Ganon and you have seen, you've gotten your fill of the world, you could say, okay... I'm ready to go beat this thing. And that was actually my favorite part of the open structure in Breath of the Wild that I actually have a couple other issues with. But that part of it where it's like, you know, I'm I'm starting to get fatigued. I want to remember this game positively. I'm ready for it to end. You can just go beat it. And then there's some people, and that, that point comes at a different point for every player. I beat it in like 80 hours. I'm, I'm sure Zach beat it in... Or you never played it, really. But I'm sure people like Zach who just bull rush games, beat it in far less. Um, so I think that's really smart that you can go and, and kind of choose when it ends for yourself. So you, you get just how much you want. And then Odyssey, it's like, yeah, you need X number of moons to move on to the next place. But there are 50 more in every single kingdom that you can spend the time to find if you want to. Um, so I kind of like that flexibility. It's like, this is a really manageable and digestible experience if you just... If you want to be done with it, move on to something else. But if you love Zelda, you love Mario, you mm. want to keep playing, you can do that. So I think that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It it works really well for those games. The only problem is when you get a game that has more of a story that it wants you to follow along yeah. with. And then it's like you can't you can't just be like, hey, I want to be done now <laughs> and just skip an entire story beat of the game. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work for every game. And in some cases, like in Breath of the Wild, it can actively hurt other aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. the story as an example yeah. um but i do like i do like the ability to just finish a game when i'm ready because there are games that just overstay their welcome and it's just like man it sucks because i was having fun the first 20 25 hours but now like i'm just bored or like i'm doing the same thing final fantasy 7 remake drags it, it does really drags yeah. i love that game i still do i sat mm. down and i'm like I'm going to beat this tonight. I started at 10 o'clock and at 4 a.m. I'm like, oh my God, am I even close? Went to bed, woke up the next day, played it for four more hours and finally beat it. That game was about eight hours longer than I think it needed to be. The ending, it it just shoehorns in this horrible mission where I, I won't go too far into it, but basically you have to open these four doors and you're, this huge plot thing just happened. You know this huge plot thing, the final confrontation is coming. And it's like, no, you have to do all this busy work garbage before you get there. So the final three chapters of that game kind of suck. Um, which is unfortunate yeah. because I love that game other than that. Yeah. If it weren't for that door section, I probably could have kept going. That drained me a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was draining. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's especially bad when they put that at the end because i think it's something about when you've seen the last big story beat before the final boss and and i think for most players you're at a mindset there where you're ready mm-hmm. like you've seen that last big story beat and you just want to get to the final boss like 99% of the time that's what you want to do mm-hmm. and when the game's just like hey you're not done yet you got another <laughs> like 6 to 10 20 hours to go yeah. like that is the worst when you are at the end you know you're at the end but you're not. 
And having just played that section of the original a week before I got to this part in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, so again, I'll redact all actual plot details, but moment A, where I felt I was close to the end in the remake, and moment B, where you're actually at the end of the Midgar section where the game ends, in the remake is like seven to eight hours. In the original, it is seven to eight minutes. It is exhausting. Because I just played that, I'm like, oh yeah, now I go here and I do this and the game's going to end. And it just doesn't end. It, so that's the worst part about that game. <laughs> I guess that's oh. the problem when you're trying to expand uh, an original game much longer than it is. Sometimes it works out really well. You have a bunch of areas to flesh out characters and scenes. Mm -hmm. And then other times you need to flesh it out just purely because you need a longer runtime because the original exactly. game would not have gotten you that long. You yeah. just make a disgusting door puzzle. And that's, enemies. that's the worst part when it comes to when it comes to game length, when you feel like they just added in a bunch of extra stuff so that they could yeah, just for the so that it would look like time. it's longer because it's yeah. kind of the same thing with with map size. It's the same problem where companies will be like, yes, this is the biggest map we've ever made. It's huge. It takes you hours to go across this map. And I'm like, well, I don't want to. There's nothing to do. <laughs> All there is is a bunch of meaningless collectibles. Why would I do that? Mm hmm. But they just do that because that's enticing to people because they see mm -hmm. big world and like, oh, that's interesting. If you put like, oh, really, you know, 40 hour campaign to a lot of people is more interesting than a 25 hour campaign mm -hmm. just because it's getting your money's worth. And I felt yeah. that way a little bit about Horizon. I thought the world was a little too big and fast travel was consumable and you had to craft these fast travel packs and it was a little yep. bit exhausting. Um, especially at the end there. That's my biggest gripe with that game is like, and I thought the world was a, a little bit too big, um, especially since I didn't personally find the side quests that compelling in that game. Um, but yeah. like, we talked Not about, that we even attempted them. We did like two and then we're like, they're, they're pretty generic, <laughs> Okay, yeah, honestly. that's fair. Um, yeah. But that's what we talked about a couple weeks ago with like game development teams maybe shrinking to reduce costs. And I think that, that would be my ideal scenario. If more games were 15 hours than 30, I love 15 hour games. I think it is. I think it's perfect. Um, For I think cheaper prices. Four is an amazing length. Uh, I, I love how long that game lasts. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. Um, Mario Odyssey you can beat in like 10 hours, but I played it for like 60 because there's so much to do. So I prefer games that I can roll credits and add to my list of games beat this year, move on <laughs> to a new experience. Um, especially now, now that I've started work, I'm like, man, you really don't have as much time to play games anymore. <laughs> you've, you've gotten to that realization. <laughs> yeah, which sucks. Um, so I, I'm really looking. Like, I, I booted up Xenoblade this week for about 45 minutes, and it didn't totally hook me. And I'm, I looked at the runtime, and I'm like... It's like 60 hours? Yeah, it's 65, I think. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't think I can do this right now. And I installed Sunset Overdrive, and it's like 10 hours. I'm like, perfect. That sounds awesome <laughs> right now. So... Yeah, I don't know, because it sucks because there's so many JRPGs I'd love to play, which is the easily the longest genre in terms of runtime, but I just don't know when it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a difficult thing, because it is, like, I don't, I wouldn't want to play uh, too many JRPGs that are 15 hours. <laughs> like, I know, with the type yeah, of game just, that it is, yeah. those are a lot more of a slow burn than an Uncharted or these action-adventure games where I think that, it can tell its story really well in 15 hours and it's done. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, exactly. So it definitely you need depends that JRPG on the game. to flesh out the characters, especially since JRPGs have so many characters. So many characters, so many out. different like 
areas in the world exactly. that they want to flesh out with world building. They just need, uh, to, need more time to do that, which is fine because there's also those intense they, leveling systems. But then you get to the grind and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I just want to well, be done. Yeah. yeah. I'm 80 hours in and now I need to spend another five hours grinding so I can beat the final boss. Dragon Quest Eleven, which I exactly. love. I love it so much. But God, that that grind drags the experience. Oh, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. To, to beat the final boss. Again, if you're just having me do side content, if it's just like, hey, you've beaten the main story, do you want to go back into this world and do this side content that's hopefully a good time? I can make that decision and be like, yeah, I want to go back into this world, or no, I think I've had my fill. But when it locks the final story encounter behind a ridiculous level cap or grind that takes a bunch of time, mm-hmm. man, come on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So I wanna... Just have like an uber side boss at the end mm-hmm. that I can yeah. decide if I want to beat or not. Octopath Traveler, I really love the art and the music and the battle system is awesome. But that game takes the, the, the first 15 to 20 hours, I, right? I adored the first 15 to 20 hours. I gathered all eight party members, saw all eight of their intro stories, was like really, really into like five of them and wanted to know what happened. And I got to this point where it's like, okay, you need to grind six levels to be able to do the next main thing. And, and just seeing stories of people say, oh yeah, if you want to beat the final boss gauntlet, you have to grind for like 50 hours. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to see the story and live in this world because it is awesome and gorgeous and beautifully realized, but that's just not respecting my time at a certain point. I saw a comment. This was about difficulty, but I saw a comment where somebody was like, hard games were more fun when you were a kid. Like they were easier because you had all of the time in the world to just bang your head against the wall on a game until until you beat it. And it's the same thing with game length. As a kid, you can just play one game for 130 hours. Even if the game is is not supposed to be 130 hours, yep. you just do the same crap. But for these long games, you had that time to invest in some of these long games. But when you get to a point where you have a bunch of other obligations to do, that becomes way more of an ask. Yeah. Be like, hey, do you have 90 hours to just sit down and play through this game. And most of the time, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Or the answer is, yeah, over a two or three year span. And I don't think I want to play this over a two to three year span. I'd rather do it in a, a month or two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's difficult. <laughs> it is. It is. And like, I like, I want to ask, what, what's your guys' perfect game length? Ignoring genre, if you just, if you could pick an genre. ideal game length of, Man, that was a. I feel full. I'm satisfied. Um, I don't feel overstuffed or still hungry. What is that time? Twelve. Twelve hours. Twelve hours. I'd probably put it closer. Like, I'm thinking of this as like an averaging around of the games that I play. Uh-huh. I'd probably oh, put it around twenty hours. to twenty-five hours. Mm-hmm. I was going to say fifteen to twenty. Because there are a bunch of games that I play, like the Yakuza games, for example. They they go beyond that and they don't overstay their welcome. And then these, mm-hmm. these shorter games don't over this, overstay their welcome. I think 20 to 25 hours is a solid range where I get my fill. I had a good time and I'm ready to, I'm ready to tap out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I might have a shorter attention span than both of you. Two. <laughs> well, you are the person that just plows through something like five minutes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that might be something I need to reflect on in the future, but we have forgotten about a very important genre 
and that is the Sonic genre. What's the perfect length for a Sonic game? <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> we've debated this before because Sonic Not games two Not range. Two um, honestly, I think if a Sonic game is seven hours yeah. of good content of seven is that hours. just the night levels? Sonic, Sonic Generations is like... How, how long does it take to beat that game? I'm going to look that one up real quick. Like yeah, eight. I was... I would put it between five to ten hours. Yeah. But it's got to be good. Yeah. Because, yes. man, in old Sonic games, or just in Sonic games in general, uh, a lot of the 3D ones, they 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 work their hardest to just pad that length out where you stopped having fun hours ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. hey, play this other character. Or play this other whole story. Sonic Heroes, you got four stories of the same levels. Yeah. If, oh, if if it's boy. good, I don't care if I beat a brand new Sonic game in one sitting. But Forces was just so empty that I'm like, that that was not <laughs> satisfying. Um, I think I need because you can beat Forces in two hours if you skip all cutscenes. So I think three that, hours story was it? I think yeah, watch all the- I think it's four. Three hours. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of story. <laughs> they, yeah, a lot, a lot of story. Of that they got to block the recording of because it's such a good story. Um. So I think that if there's like at least three to four hours of gameplay, that's all I need for a Sonic game. Like yeah, Generations right. is five and a half hours to beat, but an hour of that is those crappy missions it makes you do to unlock the next area. So, and probably an hour all of that right. is cutscenes. So it's probably like three hours of like, man, this is good. That's good enough for yeah. me. That game's great. I love it. And I have no and problem. And if with I, yeah. even though we, we rag on Sonic Forces a lot and we rag a lot about how short of a game that it is, I honestly have way more fun playing through a game like that than trying to play through all of Sonic Heroes because that game is such a drag Mm -hmm. after you get through those first couple of areas and the things that it asks you to do is so annoying and I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, Like, it's not necessarily the short length that's the problem, although sometimes if you're doing a $60 price tag or something in a short game, that's kind of an issue. But as as, as long as it's fun... I'd rather play a short game that was fun through than having a longer game that was fun for the first five hours and then just sucked the past the last like yeah. ten hours because of the exactly. stuff it wanted me to do. Yes, yeah, Sonic yeah. Forces doesn't stuff it with bloat because we didn't think that the the custom character levels were bad. They're fine. Like they're they're not great, but they're nowhere near like Werehog bad. It's just another gameplay style that didn't really click. Two D Sonic wasn't that great. <laughs> no, his level design was was garbage. Um, but it still, I would say, wasn't filler. It was like the design of the game was to have these three things. Um, unlike Unleash, where it's like, okay, here's 20 hours of Werehog. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 You play like two hours of Werehog to get yeah. 10 minutes of, uh, of, of daytime day Sonic level. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a little bit tricky. Yeah. With length. But back we'll to, yeah, back to length as a whole, I wanted to say I, I like 15 to 20 because it's a game that you can either stretch over like a month if you take your time. Or you can plow through in a few days, like a weekend, if you clear your schedule and really set your mind to it, like I did with The Last of Us. Um, so I think that that's why I like 15 to 20 hour games is that it's like, if because if I'm going to dump a weekend into a game, I want to like feel like I made substantial progress. Like if I played Xenoblade and played it for like 20 hours in a weekend, which is an exorbitant amount of time, and you're like, I'm a third through the game after doing that. <laughs> like that just kind of hurts. Um, so that's why I think that around 20 is a great length yeah yeah well and i think opinions also change as as you get to the points in your life where you start to lose some of that extra free time that you had before because yeah i think if you the shorter because if, if you asked me four or five years ago 
what my ideal length of a game was. I Twice as I long. honestly think I would have put it around 40 hours, 40 or 45 mm -hmm. hours, because I had that extra time to spare to be able to play in larger sittings and fully immerse myself in these worlds. But when I only have maybe an hour, you know, a day or two to to play through it and it's more segmented, it's a lot harder to play through those longer games. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to play through a shorter game that I can play in fewer sessions and get through and see all the story without forgetting what happened if I played through the last story beat a month ago. A month ago. Yeah, for sure. You also yeah. just have less to play when you're a kid. Uh, at least that's yeah. how it's felt to me. Like with as I've gotten older and just like, I mean, the, the Goodwill shopping, the eBay shopping, PS plus mm -hmm. eShop sales. It's like, it's always something to play. You just rack stuff up. And it wasn't like that when you're yeah. a kid, you're like, I have three games, yeah. but now it's like, I, gotta, I will never beat every game I own. And I yeah, just I accepted to, that. Having to make super Mario sunshine last like 80 hours <laughs> <laughs> and still not beat the damn thing. No, Mystery dungeon. <laughs> when, when you told me Mystery Dungeon was a 15-hour game... By the way, I think that game's a perfect length. I think that the remake that I played this year, I spent the exact right amount of time with it. You yeah. told me that was 15 hours. I would have been like, no, that game is 60 hours. Because that's what it felt like when I was a kid. But yeah. it is so it, much shorter not, not even what it felt like. It's probably what it was. <laughs> just in the amount of actual time that you spent playing through it. There's yeah. so many games that I have from my childhood where I'm like, how in the world did I spend like 70 hours on that game that game should last more than 10 yeah like there were a lot of games like that as a kid but that yeah that is because of scarcity because i've only got like four games to pick from so hey i'll just play this one over and over and over again yeah but, but now you're really trying to pick it pick and choose what you play like in your backlog and man it's tough and uh speaking of length this podcast has probably gone on too long <laughs> yeah yeah any final thoughts wrap this up uh, um, I want to play Paper Mario and Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm not allowed to play either until we slaughter that dragon. Oh, good. Well, then we're never playing any games I have ever no, again. I have no idea where you're actually at, Logan, with these games. You Dude, seem to flip-flop on them all the time. Where I'm like, yeah, I'm playing Paper Mario. I'm feeling Ghost of Tsushima right now. I want to play both of them. I, I cannot get a read on you as to, as to what, what you're going to Only time will tell. You pick neither. I don't know. Only time will tell. We'll see. I don't know. Paper Mario even, also even just Logan seems more attractive know. because, I mean, I'm still adjusting to my new schedule and work and everything, so it'd be nicer to just have something to... Paper Mario is more of an unwind game than Ghost of Tsushima would be, so... Yeah. It's also pretty attractive right now. Yeah. All right, Zach, that was your... Was it? Uh, 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 well, I'm really looking forward to all the spoiler cast that we're yeah, going yeah, to yeah, yeah. we got a lot of thoughts on games that we've played. Yeah, so one more plug on that. That's going to be... On Monday, I'm looking forward to uh, to talking about this with you guys. I survived uh, not getting spoiled on a lot of stuff. Uh, that was nice. That was because I, I took way That's longer. Nice. Was just like oh, like yeah. it, pff, walking a tightrope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that on Monday to get our full spoiler-filled final thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two. But for this episode, that is going to be it. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our website, other podcast streaming services that you may use. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.